Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Roughed Up Podcast. My name is Wesley. I'm joined today by Mike Roy and Matt Armstrong. What's up, boys? Hey, what's up? What's up, my man? It's another big week. Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Looking forward to a nice slate of games on Thursday and on for the weekend. So let's just jump right into it. We won't have a Tim's Tantrums unless Tim calls in a little late, but uh, we can get started with a quick recap of last week. Um, I think we could just jump right into Matt's Mad and Roy's Rants. So just general <laughs> general reaction to what you saw last week. We had an incredible shootout on Monday night, 105 points scored. Um, we had the Saints just putting another hurting on a team. Um, really kind of a, a separation week to me. It felt like, like used to, what do they used to call it, uh, Movers Week or something like that, where people really set themselves apart as, as teams to be reckoned with. Um, Indianapolis Colts looked good. Had a big comeback from the Pittsburgh Steelers against the choking Jacksonville Jaguars, whose season looks to be looks to be over. Had the uh, Broncos pull off an upset win against the Chargers. Panthers um, kind of threw away a game against Detroit. Any any instant reactions from you guys? Yeah, the lines that I use for um, maybe both pick and pulls that were in I. I lost two games by half a point Oof. with the uh, Ravens game falling three and a half and they win by three and uh, the Houston game. So Washington was plus two and a half and they win or lose by two. So I was on the other end of that. I had Houston and Baltimore. Um, yeah, just cl- uh, closer games. And I thought um, teams kind of showing up like the lions in a good spot at home. Like, like even though, They've lost four in a row. They kind of show up out of, you know, out of the blue. And what was a good spot for – I think, like, you can make a case that both teams had a good spot there. You know, Panthers after being embarrassed on, you know, prime time, and then Lions after losing four straight, they're back at home. So, I mean, I think in hindsight, like, you can make a lot of cases for how these games turned out. But this was a tough a tough week for a lot of the Pick'em people, and Vegas kind of got revenge. Um, for the Super, the, uh, super Contest at the uh, Westgate, the top five of consensus picks – for the tournament went two and three hmm. so i'm losing a week yeah yeah army um not not really a an opinion of the whole week but watching last night's monday night football game with the the rams chiefs was it's like a old man get off my lawn kind of statement but like the defenses were so terrible and like the chiefs are not expected to be a good defense, but coming into the offseason, there were so many uh, name-brand acquisitions from the Rams, and th- they're so bad. They're really bad. Uh, I mean, they, they have a pass rush, but damn, did the Chiefs just run down the field on them. It's NFL blitz six, on the field. Yeah, six touchdowns. Yeah, no doubt. Pretty yeah. nutty. All right. Well, then with that, let's jump into it. Our first games, we're going to do all the all the Thanksgiving games as a thank you to all of our loyal listeners. And we'll start off with what probably could have been, well, I guess, you know, technically still is a battle for the top of the division in the NFC East. Washington Redskins losing Alex Smith with a gruesome broken leg. They're getting five. They're getting seven and a half points at the home Dallas Cowboys. The resurgent Jason Garrett Cowboys are on a two game win streak after looking like they were ready to fire their coach and. And move on to the next year. They were getting ripped for the Amari Cooper trade. And uh, and now it's all come up roses. Cooper's been good. Two straight wins for the boys. 
injured quarterback and the team in the team ahead of them. Colt McCoy coming in here for the Skins, taking on the Cowboys. What do you like here, Roy? Yeah, the uh, resurgent Cowboys. How about that? Two in a row. <laughs> Zeke looks Zeke looks good. Cooper looks good. Um, yeah, I think the good times roll here as well. I'm not going to get behind a guy making his basically first start um, in I don't know how long. Um, granted, he's been a backup, I guess, all year, so he should know the play calls. And he, I guess, gave a impassioned speech when uh, Smith went down. Is like, I got this, guys. We're good. And the team is fired up to go to Dallas, apparently. But I don't know. I, I can't get behind this situation here. Even if it's seven and a half points, it's a boatload of points. But Dallas, to me, seems like, um, aside from last week on the road when they win, they've been a pretty Jekyll and Hyde team, like a home road split team, really home road split team, where they do well at home. And um, so up until the Tennessee game that they lost at home, <clears throat> they were undefeated, and then they just lose on the road. But as of late, that's kind of flipped. You know, they win, they lose at home and win on the road. So maybe this is a different team, but I still think that they're pretty good at home. And uh, a visible game, primetime, against obviously um, a division leader and a rival. Um, I think they're feeling as good as the Redskins are with how, you know, whatever that speech that McCoy gave to fire them up. I think Dallas roles here. I just don't see Washington moving the ball at all. Um, with, the, with how banged up their O-line is and you know this new quarterback line center, um, Dallas is just rolling. And their um, Van Der Esch, their uh, linebacker, is just a, a beast. That dude <laughs> is a stud. So I like Dallas to roll here. Um, maybe like a statement game to, uh, to announce that, hey, you know, we can win on the road. We can, after a tough loss to the Titans, we can rebound. And now we're making a statement that we're back in the division. And Philly hasn't done anything to prove that. So this might be Dallas's a division to lose if they can make a statement here. And I do. I think so. Cowboys 3-1 at home. Redskins, Colt McCoy last played in 2015 for last season. Uh, he played two games in 2015, only threw 11 passes this year. Uh, he threw he was 6-12 or 12, um, on Sunday for a touchdown, no picks. But, uh, yeah, the 32-year-old career backup um, getting a chance against the vaunted Dallas Cowboys all of a sudden. So it should be, should be an interesting game. Army? Uh, so, yeah, I guess Roy and I have uh, been on the same opinion about these Thursday games, that the, the home team at least should get a couple points in their favor uh, on the line just because they're not traveling. Um, and then, so, like, we have to factor in what kind of points is Alex Smith getting versus Colt McCoy. Uh, Colt McCoy. So it's, like, at least two points, right? So if had Alex been healthy and it was on a neutral field, this is a – what is this? I would say like pick a, him. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a close game. Yeah, three-point game. So this is a pretty large line. And in the division, I think even if you watch the end of that game, it may be of uh, like a little bit of uh, the team morale got boosted. They were like, oh, shit. Like, now it's on to us. Like, Alex isn't supposed to be the carry. They, they played well. They came back in that game. They, they scored a couple of points, made it close. Um. I'm not totally sold on Dallas actually being good. And the over-under is at 41 points, so they think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think Dallas does play down to their, their opponents a lot. So making it a 
over a touchdown game, I don't like it. Um, uh, I'm going to go with the Redskins in this one. Yeah, I'm on the skins too here. I think it's too many points. The, the Lehman's bet here is, oh, they lost their quarterback. Their team's done. They're going to fold. They're 6-4. and four. They played tight last week. They can still do this. They can still make the playoffs. Colt McCoy is not a uh, Peterman type. He's a capable guy. So I'm, I'll take the points here. It's going to be hard to hard to put your money on a backup quarterback always, but I think that they're a solid, well-rounded team that, uh, you know, wasn't it's not like it's not like we're talking about Aaron Rodgers going down here, right? Like Alex Smith is is good, but he's not. What do you think? He's a ten. He's in the ten to fifteenth right. best quarterback well, range. I, I would say I would say that he has been good, but this year he was rather mediocre. Um, I mean, moving to a new team, new offense, and everything. Like obviously, there's probably lo- uh, learning pains, but he he wasn't really lighting it up. He was like averaging like 170 yards a game, like. So right. it's not really up to the, the quarterback. Obviously, their offensive line has been trash. Or, well, they got hurt and have had problems. But Adrian Peterson still moving the ball. I, I think this is just going to be a close game. It's on Thanksgiving. Both teams are going to play hard. I think in a division over a touchdown, you can't trust the Cowboys. They're known for being chokers. They're going to miss a field goal to end the game. I'll take the money line here. Redskins. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's bold. All right. Next game. Well, first of all, we missed the morning game because Mitch Trubisky is injured. Uh, sounds like yeah. he's going to play. <laughs> no, I think it's a leading no. Oh, last night, I just I just looked on ESPN. They said uh, likely, but yeah, hard to say. Uh, um, so no line, no line until we hear about uh, until we hear about Trubisky for real. But uh, the line we did see was uh, Detroit three and a half over Chicago. Um, I'm sorry, Detroit three and a half under three and a half point underdogs with Chicago as the uh, the favorite on the road. So if let's say it is three and a half, let's say Trubisky plays Chicago, uh, uh, you know, decent uh, road favorite here. What do you guys like? Hey, I, I bet against the the Lions last week. Um, I thought they had sold their season and the Panthers had everything to gain very important game for them and the Lions showed up so I don't really know where the Lions are at this point um Trubisky yeah with a shoulder injury uh a lot of these day-to-day injuries with football I don't really trust because like they're all just gonna get shot up with drugs and (laughs) be able to play so I, I don't really know what they are uh, I, I, if they have Trubisky, I, I like the Bears to win the game outright, but if it's over a field goal, I probably would lean the Lions. The Lions have shown up on Thanksgiving Day. That's like the only game that they try hard on. So. Yeah, I like the Lions if it's through, if it's over three as well. Right? Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't know how limited. Um, Trubisky will be like even if he plays, it's a shoulder injury, so you never quite know if it's like if he's anywhere near 100. Yeah, I mean clearly. So <laughs> he plays or not plays. I like the Lions as well. Um, they, yeah, they they do show up for these games on, on Thanksgiving, and um, if if um, Trubisky's limited in any fashion, then this is a definite lean toward the or a, a hard play for the Lions. Let's then move on to the night game, AFC. I'm sorry, NFC South rivalry here. 
Atlanta Falcons, 13-point underdogs against the New Orleans Saints. I don't know that there is a stock flying higher than the Saints right now. They have the best differential in the league. They are running on a nine-game winning streak at 9-1. and one. But 13-point favorites against a division rival, that's a, that's a very, very large spread. Roy, what do you think? Yeah, this game I actually like quite a bit. And um, I like the Falcons initially, and then I'm doing some digging into the history of this matchup. And oh, let's see. So the oh, only time right. in the last... <laughs> yeah, sorry. I had like some antivirus software pop-up. <laughs> um, <clears throat> of course. So the last time that these two teams met and the Saints won by more than 10 points was 2011. Mm-hmm. Up until then, they've had, I don't know, 10, 12, looks like a dozen more games where it's been under 10 Saints or Falcons have won outright half the time since then. So this is a close series. Falcons get up to play this game. These teams know each other well. It's uh, it's in New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Falcons, um, I'm trying to see what the home road splits are. Falcons, I don't think I see any difference. They uh, they play well there indoors. Um I like the Falcons are getting all those points. Um, I think no team could look as bad as they did, and they lose their home to Dallas. They can't play well at home. Their home field advantage, for whatever reason, is like minimal this year, and the Saints you know, couldn't look better after just crushing in spots where they shouldn't be crushing and defying odds and lines and all that. So two teams that have very different perceptions in the betting market, and I think this line shows that. Um, but I think the reality is that these teams play very tough and very close, so I'll take the points. All right. Strong case. Army? There's nothing to say that Roy didn't say. I, I think, yeah, if the line, uh, over-under is at 61, Vegas thinks it's going to be a shootout. And if the, the history has been, you know, the last couple of years, these two just, you know, duke it out till the end of the game. Like, so if it's two touchdowns, that's crazy. And obviously the Falcons, I they've been kind of dogs this year. Um, a lot of good talent on the field, but have not uh, not really been collectively very good. Um, the Saints defense is still something, a question. Like obviously they smoked the Eagles last week, um, but they've been giving up a lot of, uh, a lot of yards. I think this should just be a another close Falcon Saints game. So you're giving me two touchdowns, or you know, basically thirteen and a half. I I think this is an easy bet. Like they're indoors. Matt Ryan sucks on the road outdoors, but indoors he's fine. I think this is just a gonna be a close game. So give it to me. Yep. Both, Let's make both teams the stadiums are named uh, Mercedes Benz. So. <laughs> Yeah. I, uh, I also um I would this might be a sprinkle game too. Mm, big plus four seventy five on the money line. Yeah, it's it's a you know the Falcons suck and the Saints are clearly you know they're they're world beaters right now. But this is this is the only this is the last chance for the Falcons or their season's done. So Yeah, I think their season is already done at four and six. They've got uh, two teams ahead of them. Carolina is two games up. I think they're finished. Um, that said, I love the Falcons here. 13 points is way, way too much. These two teams played in week three when they were both one and one. The line was Atlanta minus one and a half at home. 
So you figure if that mm-hmm. game's played, you know, you shift the line for home field advantage. Um, you know, take what you, you move it the other three, way. What four is it, three, four points, five points. Yeah. But now, yeah, it's 12. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, just, you know, winning nine games in a row is fantastic, but it doesn't make you a seven-point better team than you were uh, just a couple of months ago. And that game, by the way, 43-37. So, you know, the Falcons showed that they can score against the Saints. I'll take the points here. Um, I don't like the Falcons as a team at all, but I think they're going to get up for prime time. You know, everyone in the country is going to be watching this game. I think they, I like them to at least keep it close. So I'll be on the Falcons as well. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's skip ahead to Sunday night football, the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. Classic NFL old school matchup here. And by the way, is there no Monday night game? No, there is. It's not listed here for some reason. I see. Uh, Uh, Titans at the Texans. Interesting. So probably Mariota injury question mark. Yeah. Seems like a standard every week type thing with them. All right. Well, in that case, Packers at Vikings. The Packers are three-point road underdogs. So they're basically saying these teams are even. Packers, I think at this point, if they weren't already playing for their lives, they probably have to win out. Um, Vikings, uh, you know, a game ahead, but very much in jeopardy if they were to lose this game, I would say as well. Right now, sitting at five and four, Packers at four and five. What do you like here, boys? I'll hop in. Um, the Packers are a one-man team. This is there. So, like, if you're saying Rodgers is a three-point, you know, like value. That's okay. Uh, uh, Back-to-back road games in the division. The Vikings really need this game. Um, I don't think it's going to be a field goal game. Uh, I'll I'll take the Vikings here. Some trust for Kirk Cousins. Roy, what about you here? I think that's misplaced, Army. I don't know what you like about him. (laughs) Did you watch that game Sunday night? The Vikings? Yeah, Bears-Vikings. I... The Bears are a good team. Bears are a good team, but the Packers are not a good team. There were some passes, like of the dozen that he made. This is Kirk Cousins that looked great. There was probably half a dozen that you know went into the ground or five yards over a receiver or into the Bears defense. Just he makes these plays that you just scratch your head. And all season he's looked like this, just off. Um, Dalvin Cook is like running into just walls. He is not making any noise. Um, it's the Thielen and Diggs show, and if if um, Cousins isn't at his A game, it's I just don't see this team is not putting up points. Like it's very pedestrian. Um, the defense is still quite elite. Um, so, but Rodgers knows this, and they know each other well. I, I don't see Minnesota moving the ball unless they can start running it, or Cousins stops making his bonehead plays here. Um, I think give me Rodgers and the points definitely. Um, on that Sunday night game, I was watching it, and there was a, a point in the broadcast when they pulled up the schedules remaining for each team. And Minnesota had one of the toughest schedules remaining, and Green Bay has the easiest schedule remaining. So I think Green Bay definitely knows that they're still in this because I don't know if they trust that Chicago you know, can keep their act together for this whole closing run. So I think both Minnesota and Green Bay see this as like, yeah, hey, Chicago is not like a paper tiger. You know, like they're, they're there, but if we can chase them down, like they'll lose some games against decent teams. So both teams, I think have momentum, have motivation here. Um, I just, I just don't trust Minnesota right now. It's, they don't look right. Like 
and it's, and it's really Cousins and their lack of a run game. So Packers and the points, um, yeah, I'll take Rodgers here. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll agree that um, there's some questions for both sides of the ball for the Vikings. The question is, all right, so what what was Seattle favored last week? Two and a half. Right. So are the Vikings and um, the Seahawks that relatable? I actually think so. I mean, I'd see a lot of similarities there. I think they're in the same tier. Yeah. Seattle can run the ball like they're the best running team in, in NFL, but they have little pass game, and Minnesota has the pass game, but can't run the ball. Both have good defenses, and I think good home field advantages. Um, Russell Wilson is mobile, has a, a bigger threat, and Kirk Cousins just stands there and looks like a, a deer in the headlight. Cousins, eight Ooh. fumbles, seven picks this season. Hmm. Yeah. And a 99.3 QB rating, which I think when we were kids would have been elite. Oh, interesting. Stuff. What do you think, Wes? Yeah, so this game, um, I like the Vikings here. So I agree. Looking at the schedule, this is a this is a rough a rough path to the playoffs. They've got home against the Packers here at New England, at Seattle, home against the Dolphins, not a not a freebie, uh, at the Lions, and then home against the Bears in a game that almost certainly is going to mean something. Um, so this wow. is a, this is a real grind, and I think I think because of that they are going to be up to play this game. They've got to win here. Um, they can they can really put a hurt on the Packers and probably crush crush those dreams. Um, I do think these are pretty fairly matched teams, as, as we've kind of all said here, but I like the home team giving the giving the three um, with with the better overall team. But yeah, I mean, always always tough to bet against Rodgers. But at the same time, like if you just look at this Packer team, they are like we've like we've kind of said a few times, like they are a Rogers team, and that's about it. So I'll go. Well, not the lately. They've had Aaron Jones starting to run wild, and he's putting up points. So if if he can run the ball well, then that opens up the his passing game to you know to insert name here a receiver. But it's still like they're running the ball now. So it's- mm-hmm. I'll I'll say there's uh, counterpoints for both sides. So uh, one of Wes and I's uh, more favorite um, bets was any team coming off a Seahawks game um, is probably exhausted. They literally, the Packers look gassed in the fourth quarter in their game uh, uh, this week that they gave up like whatever, like three straight, like 30 point, uh, 30 yard plays. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I think that's, that's a good, good thing to lean on. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't like the Packers here. They they clearly showed that like where they were lacking was in their secondary and getting rid of Haha Clinton Dix was it's gonna cost them, like eventually. Like you he was a top uh top D B. I don't I don't know why they did that, so I I'm just gonna take the Vikings. They Packer- they haven't looked good either, so Packers last week against the Seahawks, three for eleven on third down. They lost the time of possession battle, 35 minutes to 25 minutes. Only 40 rushing yards for the um, 48 rushing yards for the Packers in that game. Really, defense. Uh, you know, as we talked about facing a team like Seattle, the defense on their defense took a beating being on the field for that long. So I think, yeah, another another way in that. But did you have a counterpoint the other direction? Um, sure. The Vikings suck. So. 
<laughs> All right. Well said. Well said. All right. All right. Well, let's go back to Sunday and let's do our picks of the week. Army, I, I know you had one on the tip of your tongue earlier, so let's you have honors. Should we recap last week real quick? Sure. Yeah. Please. Know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, Army was the only one of us that actually had a loser left. <laughs> oh. On Carolina, minus four favorites. Yeah. Wes was on the skins getting points. The winner, Tim had the Steelers, uh, minus three and a half, and they win by four. Yeah, that was brutal. crazy. Gross, oh, yeah. gross cover. Gross cover, yeah. That was the Jacksonville Super Bowl, which I'll get to later because I think that's my pick of the week, too, here. Um, my pick of the Giants. Look at that. Winner. Oh, yeah, you were all in. <laughs> all of the Giants. Nice. So we got up to this point, we have um, Wes has five picks. Army has four, Tim has four, and I have six. What is this out of? Uh, Whatever. Seven or eight, eight weeks, right? Because we. Or eight, eight, it. sorry. Yeah. Yeah, eight. Yeah, doing well. Uh, We're right. doing okay. Under the locks for week 12. Um. Yeah, so uh, I was telling Wes, I, I already bet this game, and shamefully, um, it was Steelers three and a half. I bet it then. It's now three. Uh, the Broncos came, uh, came and beat the Chargers, but that team still sucks really bad. And <laughs> Steelers, I don't, I don't know what happened in Miami, but um, they're clearly the better team. So like, I, I just like this isn't a field goal game. They're gonna beat the Broncos. Um, so that, that, that's the one that I'm I'm riding with this week. But you're yeah. Pittsburgh minus three. Yeah. I'm with well, you. I'm at Pittsburgh minus three and a half, which I unluckily bet uh, earlier today. I'm with you. This this is a, I don't believe in this Bronco team at all. I think uh, they yeah. This is not a this is not a, a this is a two teams in different tiers. I don't like buying high on a team like the Steelers who have. Uh, you know, been on a run, and I could see myself talking myself into the home dog here, but they, uh, they, they, to me, they're they're more than a three point favorite even on the road against this team. Yeah, I like that game too. Um, I think Denver that was a huge game for them last week off their bye, going into LA and showing that LA isn't this you know monster that has won an incredible number of games and is running away with the you know third best offense in the league efficiency wise behind KC and. And the Rams, um, and LA might like does these kind of fumbling or bumbling type of performances when they just lose a game that they probably shouldn't <laughs> lose. And Denver uh, showed a lot of heart, so I think this is a letdown spot for Denver coming back home um, against a team that's just rolling on all cylinders. Um, but I'm gonna go somewhere else with my pick because you guys both like Pittsburgh, I guess. Yeah. All right. Um, well, this is a stinker, but with. With uh, in Josh Allen, we trust. And the Buffalo Pills. Jacksonville, I think their Super Bowl was last week. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine like their their mental state right now after being up what is like seventeen nothing or like in the fourth quarter this big lead and you know talking all the trash that was happening like at the line and they've owned them. This was a revenge spot for Pittsburgh and just very um a demoralizing with how it ended. So Jacksonville, I can't imagine what they're feeling like. Um, and now they go on the road. To the East Coast, I, I guess they're already on the East Coast because they're in, in Jacksonville. But um, yeah, cold Buffalo outdoors. The Bills are rolling. They 
crushed the Jets last time out. Then on they're on the bye last week, right? Um, and now they're uh, get Josh Allen back. So a lot of positives for a, a, obviously a lost season for Buffalo, but the momentum is on their side. And Jacksonville, I can't imagine that they'll be up for this game. Um, they might overlook them and just lay an egg here. So the Bills getting three points at home for sure. Um, yeah, and Josh Allen will be trust. All right, that is a bold statement. I Another not... gross uh, over-under at 37.5. <laughs> there is no faith that any team can score points. So I think, yeah, right. a, a home team getting points, like it's supposed to be a close game. So, uh, yeah, that might be the right play. I think it'll be a heavy dose of Leonard Fournette and on the ground and uh, just a low-scoring game. So Fournette, Fournette has been bad, and McCoy has, like, as long as he's on the field, he has been a big factor. Um, so, yeah, if, if that's the way you lean, I, I would agree. And that would make my third. So this is the third time I've picked the Bills as my best bet. <laughs> <laughs> Ride those low. Two Buy two. low. Buy low. Mm-hmm. I am very torn between two of the bigger spreads this week. I like both the Jets and the Raiders. So the Jets, mm-hmm. nine and a half point home underdogs against the Patriots. Uh, I'm going to go that way since the Raiders are a road team. And though I don't like Baltimore at all as a team that's going to score a lot of points to be able to spot someone 11. In fact, no Joe Flacco, right? If you know Joe Flacco, the Ravens have only, uh, well, I guess they've covered, they've covered 11 a couple of times, but uh, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't buy this uh, like running quarterback, injured quarterback, whoever they put out there is not going to be at full strength. So, I'm leaning Raiders there, but my pick is going to be the Jets. Jets plus nine and a half. Uh, nothing to like about the Jets in particular. I think division home home underdog in a division game. The Patriots are not playing very well. Um, I you know I'm a Patriot fan, no question, but this to me feels like a, a good spot for a 17-13 uh, Pats get away with a cheap win um, type game. I think the the Jets are. This is a buy low time on the Jets. They've been uh, pretty bad in the last few weeks to say the least. Uh, but again, no team is as bad as their worst games. And I I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident in nine and a half here. Nine and a half, it's 10. Yeah. I think uh, that's fair. Cause, uh, did it move already? Yeah. There's been a lot of lines that have just <laughs> flown in the other direction. Yeah. It's 10 uh, now. In that case, I like it even more. Wait, no, where are you looking? I still see nine and a half. I'm Bavada. Yeah, well, yeah I just refreshed it. Huh. Well, either way, nine and a half. Yeah, maybe your pick was uh, swung the line. <laughs> They're waiting for me. They know I'm looking yeah, at our, our live uh, podcast. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, any thoughts on that one, or we're good? Yeah, it's tough because the Pats are off a bye. So I'm, I'm never sure what Belichick's record is off a bye, uh, a division opponent here. Um, Jets just seems lost. Uh, it's a lot of points, but I just don't know. Uh, that, you know, betting against Belichick and Brady off a of bye, um, especially with uh, the Chiefs. Even though the other Chiefs lost, you know, the Pats have a chance to seize, you know, first place in the AFC. So I'm sure they're not overlooking this game. It's just it's hard to ever bet against, you know, the Pats. Sure. Yeah. All right. Any uh, any other? You got a college wager for us, Army? You want to talk about league free agency at all? Uh, yeah, sure. Alabama is a uh, minus 24 and a half <laughs> against Alabama. That's a 
That's a big rivalry game. So against who? Probably get who? up for it. Who? They're, they're they're playing themselves. Yeah, you said Auburn. 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 Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've no idea. I couldn't name a single player on any team in college football. So just bet Alabama. You'll probably do well this year. So. <laughs> Just give you the update on the ludicrous lines that that team has been getting. Any thoughts on this uh, Hugh Jackson coaching against the Browns in uh, <laughs> two weeks after? Did you see like who they uh, wanted to hire for a coach or want to interview? Yeah. See that story, yeah. Condoleezza, Condoleezza. Rice. <laughs> Yeah, we talked about that uh, in Didn't... the chat. Is a is a probable bait. Yeah, it was uh, to trying to figure out the leak in yeah. the front office. <laughs> I'll uh, Tyrion Lannister, you know, see where Marcella is gonna go, and whatever uh, leak came out, you would know which uh, person uh, had the false information. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, I I totally agree that something the Browns would do is something like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, bad, bad team. Yeah, right. Who knows with that game? I have no idea. All right. Well, let's wrap it up there. Happy Thanksgiving, all the listeners. Happy Thanksgiving, Army, Roy. It's a, it's always a pleasure. It is. Uh, R.I.P. Tim's tantrums. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll get it back next week. I guess uh, not enough not enough to be angry about last week. So uh, that's why I'm on the Bills in honor of Tim. There you week. go. There you go. Josh <laughs> Allen. All right. Maybe we'll have a Peterman sighting in the stands or something. A Peterman sighting in the stands. Yeah. <laughs> Chugging beers. What do you think that guy's up to right now? Having some bourbon. Yeah, probably like at a at a Five Guys somewhere. I don't know. Jeez. Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. He's he's right. taking interviews. He's gonna be a quarterback coach or something. Yeah. Immediately. That's how it works. Like mm -hmm. uh, so, what is the good Hasselback? Matt. Matt, right? Yeah. What is the loser one? Uh, Tim. <laughs> he's a USB yeah, guy. Yeah, Tim. Yeah, it's like, why is that guy... Was that just a dig at Tim on our podcast? Is that what you were trying to do? <laughs> no, it's just... Uh, Superior yeah, name. Obviously, obviously, Matt's are better than Tim's, but yeah. Uh, why is that guy an analyst? Like, Jeez. oh, he played. He's got the name. That's all it takes. Yeah. Experience. What do you think of uh, Rex Ryan as analyst? I like him a lot. Jeez. I, I enjoy him as a entertainer, yeah. not as a... Uh, not as an analyst? Yeah. I don't think he's bad. He probably knows the game. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You can't coach for 30 years and not know the game. But. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it there. We'll do it again next week. Adios. Happy Thanksgiving, yeah. all. Yeah, night, guys.